The first camper arrived at the Cinerama on University Avenue shortly after noon on Tuesday. By nine at night, the line encompassed several dozen people. The all-night vigil ends Wednesday morning at 11, when these people finally get to buy tickets to the first showing of The Empire Strikes Back. Do you think this is going to be as big as Star Wars? Bigger! Yeah, bigger! Yeah. Bigger. bigger! And yet a lot of the critics are panning it. Well, what do they know? Are you going to be missing any classes by being out here? Yes. <laughs> In a galaxy far, far away, the adventures of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo did not end with the destruction of the Death Star. Now, the Empire Strikes Back and the Star Wars saga continues with the struggle against the dark forces of evil. Read the exciting story in Sphere Paperback. Hear John Williams' magnificent score on RSO records and tapes. See The Empire Strikes Back, Certificate U. At the Odeon Leicester Square from Wednesday, May the 21st. An exclusive presentation in 70mm and Dolby Stereo. Book now. This is Jason and Gabe. This is a big episode. I think it's safe to say this is maybe the most preliminary work we've ever done for maybe an episode of Blast Points. I I feel like it is in in all these three hundred and eighty seven episodes. Yeah, maybe. In, well, maybe in in this short period of time, like there's probably been ones that we've mulled over and thought about and talked about, you know, over the years, and eventually they come together. But this kind of came together in a week and uh we were just too excited not to not to do it I, and i think we've been obsessed like completely obsessed with this subject matter this topic yeah because this week we are talking about the legendary 70 millimeter version of the empire strikes back yeah it's it's episode 380 70 millimeter it's bigger and louder and better than our normal 35 millimeter 87 episode would be i've watched the empire strikes back so many times in the past week which has been great like i just watched it the straight through going back and referencing things and it's been it's been great i you know sometimes i miss the empire strikes back it's, it's like 
it's it's in there well just saved on the hard drive of my brain in terms of like star wars movies but empire is maybe one of the ones i go back to the least so it's always good kind of going back to empire and it's just like man empire's so hot well it's like the the people who are like really into booze and they have like the really expensive uh scotch or whatever that's like up on a top shelf or something and every once in a while they're like i'm gonna get the expensive stuff out and they sit and just sip it like that's empire strikes back like you gotta <laughs> save it for special occasions and just savor it get a really tiny glass yeah with a big old ice cube in it just sip empire strikes back so yeah this is the 70 millimeter version of the empire strikes back and before we go any further we're just going to put it out there that we're not saying where it came from. We're not sharing it. Don't ask. We saw it, and that's where it's going to stay. Yeah, we were out by the moons of Iago, and we came across an angel. And the angel said, do you want to see this? And we said, of course. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah, this is more about the historical documentation of just what the deal with it is why it is so important to star wars history because it really is like as we're about to extensively go into well and we're going to talk about what you see but we do have lots and lots of sound clips to listen to how it sounds and how maybe it's different than some of the other versions so first off, before we go any further, if someone's listening and they're like, well, what's what's the deal with 70 millimeter? What is 70 millimeter? Why was, this a, why was this a thing in 1980 when The Empire Strikes Back came out? Like, what is, how can, how can we explain to people what 70 millimeter was and still is today? Well, it's a, a larger high resolution type of film. Like the frame is bigger. It's what, three times, three and a half times as large as a standard 35 millimeter frame. So it's a bigger picture. It's clearer. Uh, it had six track stereophonic Dolby sound, which is basically like surround sound today, uh, where there was, I think, like a right, left, center channel, rear channel. So the sound was better. Uh, it was kind of like what IMAX is today. It was like, hey, if you want to see it bigger and better and louder and clearer, you go see it 70 millimeter. Christopher Nolan is a big fan of it. Quentin Tarantino is a big fan of it. It it was a really special thing, especially for blockbuster movies of the time. A 70 millimeter print of Aliens is playing somewhere. Something's like, ooh, that's going to be amazing, you know? Well, and they still do it. I mean, wasn't Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter in some theaters? Yeah. Yeah, I think the last few Nolan movies or at least a few of them, maybe not the last few chronologically, but were released in 70 millimeter. And The Empire Strikes Back in 70 millimeters may be one of the most infamous releases ever. And there, there's a lot of conflicting info out there. There was a there was an article in Star Wars on StarWars.com in 2020 by Lucas Seastrom, and there was a Digital Bits article also from 2020 by Michael Cote. And in the Digital Bits article, Michael says that initially, in May of 1980, The Empire Strikes Back opened primarily in larger markets and exclusively in 70mm format with discrete magnetic audio, save for two drive-in theaters in Southern California. The reason Lucasfilm and Fox opted for launching 
it as a 70 millimeter exclusive included ensuring the highest quality presentation available to the moviegoer at the time, capitalizing on the increase in 70 millimeter and Dolby stereo equipped theaters since the release of the first Star Wars movie and reducing the chances of the movie being pirated to the then fledgling home video market. And they go on to say, at the time of Empire's production, its 70 millimeter print order was the industry's largest ever for a one-time print order. Thus, the lead time to manufacture those prints, optically enlarging to a 65 millimeter intermediate element, printing, stripping, sounding, QCing, shipping, necessitated the production lock the movie several weeks sooner than if it were being distributed only in standard 35 millimeter. And according to the Digital Bits article, in North America, there were 136 70 millimeter prints in over 75 markets. A dozen of those prints were held for expansion waves, plus there were an additional 70 millimeter prints destined for theaters in key international markets. So according to all of that, the majority of theaters showing Empire didn't get it until four weeks later. And according to J.W. Rinsler's making of the Empire Strikes Back book, on June 18th, 1980, it expanded to 115 movie screens and another 116 two days later on the 20th. And Empire continued to expand throughout the country that summer. And this would be in 35 millimeter, some in stereo, most in mono. We did a whole episode talking about the stereo mono differences back in 2019. That's episode 178 for all of you playing at home. And we're going to talk, yeah, a lot about that more as we go on with how it relates to the 70 millimeter version. But it's wild to think like you and I as like little kids, like really little kids, in the summer of 1980, like you always hear like, oh, The Empire Strikes Back came out in May 1980. But we, who knows when we saw it in Muskegon, Michigan? It could have been like July or something. Well, then there was always, they would re-release it too. Like I may not have seen it the first time around. I don't know. I don't remember. We were like five. No, we were three. <laughs> yeah, we were little. Yeah, we were little. We don't know. <laughs> No, we don't know when we saw it, where I know where I saw it, but I don't know when it was, but it's just, yeah, it's like crazy explaining to someone now that, cause now like when a movie comes out, it comes out everywhere on that day. Like you almost have to with the internet back then it was just like, man, we'll get it when we get it. You know, <laughs> it's just wild to think about. Well, and the really crazy thing, which we're going to get into is in 1980, when it came out, the people who went to see it first on 70 millimeter saw a slightly different version of the movie. And after the 35 millimeter version came out, the 70 millimeter was still playing. So there were potentially two versions of Empire Strikes Back playing at the same time. Pretty different versions. Enough where you could be like, wait, that wasn't in the version I saw before. And it really, you know what it reminds me of? is Attack of the Clones. When Attack of the Clones was playing in regular theaters, like on film, and then the digital version, which is playing at the, the handful of theaters that had digital projectors, in addition to the ending, a very different scene with Anakin and Padme in the garage on Tatooine. Yeah, and everyone who thinks George Lucas got crazy as he got older 
doesn't realize he's always been this crazy and he's been this crazy since 1980. It started then. Yeah, so Empire Strikes Back comes out, has a big premiere, everything's great. ILM is kind of celebrating and kind of like, finally, we get a break because Empire was such a gargantuan challenge. And yeah, in, in Rinsler's Making of Empire book, they're talking to the the legendary Tom Smith, visual effects producer, eventual uh, ILM general manager. And he, he's talking about this period of time where he says everything had died down. People had gone on vacation. There were maybe 30 of us left at ILM when the phone rang. It was George. And the first thing he says is, I hate to tell you this, Tom. I don't want to tell you this, but I got to tell you this. <laughs> And he thought, oh, no, I'm getting fired. But then George said, we need some more shots in Empire. And Tom, I guess, said, wait a minute, the film is in theaters. You're kidding me. And then George said, no, 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 it's not in all the theaters. So Empire just kind of snuck out in 70 millimeter for George to kind of, he was kind of watching. He's like, oh, man, we got to do it. And. Granted, like the the release window for this 35 millimeter version where most people would see it, where three, four year old kids in Muskegon, Michigan would finally be beginning to see this movie and would freak them out for the rest of their lives. The clock is ticking. So then Ken Ralston is talking about how he heard that George wanted to add more shots. Ken Ralston was on vacation visiting his folks in L.A. and he got the, the phone call from Patty Blau at ILM. So George, according to Tom Smith, had gone to see the movie with an audience and realized the end of the film was unclear. So he needed three new shots and couldn't do them without special effects. And then Ken Ralston said, I guess, that's funny, that's a good joke, but it wasn't a joke. He, he wound up meeting Joe Johnston at the Egg Company with George and designing these new shots. So Tom Smith said he called Joe Johnston, who was down in L.A., George was down there. Joe, go over see George. They drew the storyboards. They faxed them right away. Meanwhile, the editing room is going crazy. Where I guess they were saying, my God, we don't have music. Wah, wah. Everyone who heard about this thought it was a joke, but it wasn't. We had to do these shots. It took about three weeks, and the new shots were cut into the 35-millimeter prints going out to all the theaters. George saw the new shots and said, wait a minute, if you guys could do this this fast, why'd it take you so long to do the other ones? It's extra crazy because if that happened today, which things like that do happen today, the turnaround time is so much faster with digital editing and digital projecting and all that stuff. And the fact that, yeah, they were able to do this with the technology they had at the time, get it edited into the movie and onto these prints and out to theaters is, yeah, is amazing. Which in 2020, when StarWars.com posted that article, for a lot, a lot of people that was kind of like, whoa, I did not know that. That was kind of breaking news. And a lot of other people picked up on that. We're saying like, oh my God, the Empire Strikes Back. It changed in 1980. And I think that's kind of what we assumed was the extent of the 70 millimeter. And that's the thing that there were only 136 prints of the 70 millimeter Empire Strikes Back out there. And it's become legendary with people going off their 40 year old plus memories of what they thought they saw. We didn't see it in 70 millimeter. And even if we did, there's no way we'd remember any changes. And especially with people 
basing their memories off of all the home video versions across the years that were primarily based from the 35mm version. So that was kind of the thing when we saw this 70mm version and kind of right away began to notice other things besides the much-publicized changed ending. Yeah, because that was the thing. It's like we assumed, you know, based on all the other films, that there was going to be some interesting audio differences. But other than the ending, yeah, there is at least one very big, maybe two, I would say, very kind of noticeable visual differences that are kind of kind of blew our minds a little bit. And we'll talk about those more as as we get into the episode. But yeah, it's not just the end of the movie that's different. There's there's a couple other parts. And uh, it's it's amazing that we say this all the time. Everybody says this all the time. It's been, what, 40 years plus, and there's always new Star Wars bits to discover. Yeah, it never ends. So yeah, what we're doing with this episode is to try and preserve history and talk about What's really in the 70 millimeter version? What's true? What's not? What was different? How did it change when it went to 35 millimeter stereo, mono, and then eventually to what the, the current version is on Disney Plus? And then, yeah, in there too, there was also the 1997 special edition, changes on the DVD. It's really, it's a lot to keep up with. There's been a lot of little, little changes to Empire over the years. It's like when the 97 special edition came out in February 1997 and people are like, well, Empire has the least amount of changes because it's the most perfect one. Like there are people really love saying that. <laughs> and, you know, from a certain point of view, maybe that's true. But it's it. But when when it, you start really digging into the different versions of the Empire Strikes Back, it's maybe like even the most confusing of all of them. The funny thing, right, you going into 97 now or realizing is it already had its special edition. It's just they did its special edition in 1980. <laughs> it's true. It's really true. I mean, if anything, maybe, I mean, as of now, maybe Return of the Jedi had the least changes because maybe, maybe what was released is other than, I mean, things were added for the special editions, but theatrically, I don't think it's changed but i don't know i would have thought that about empire if you asked me not too long ago so i guess we'll see and and as far as the audio changes uh that we're going to be talking about because there's there's a bunch of like little weird audio stuff imagine that it's it's important to 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 remember that yeah it, it goes back to ben burt being ben burt which we learned that kind of thing when we talked about uh, the crate dragon sound, the long history of the ever-changing crate dragon so- sound, episode 269 for all of you. But it's also good to keep in mind that a lot of these audio differences from mix to mix come to the fact come down to the fact that in 1980 everything was very analog and things were not pre-programmed and the the brave sound mixers and sound editors working on something like a huge project like the empire strikes back were probably going off like notes and they were doing mixes of the audio like you know like a like a conductor doing a symphony yeah they were watching the movie and turning knobs while they watched the movie to to fade things in and out and make sure the right sounds were doing their thing when they needed to do it things could get lost and things some things are quieter and others and you know these are the things that 40 years later we obsess over sometimes it may not be 
Ben Burt being a maniac, a, a, a crazy wizard genius. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just the fact that it was analog in 1980. But yeah, all that being said, we're going to cover a lot of ground in this episode. 70mm version, the 35mm version, the mono version, the modern version. Get ready, folks. Get comfortable. Yeah, so this should be a lot of fun. So this kind of started with, uh, there was a thread on uh, original trilogy forums back from 2005 uh, of people talking about the 70mm version and trying to remember what was different and that thread went on i think it's potentially still going on for years uh, of people talking about it there was a list compiled of all the things people remembered that were different and what we're going to do is we're going to go through that list and we are going to talk about it and we're going to let you know based on our research here if what they remembered is true or false and listen to all four versions of the audio for some of those changes. Uh, like Jason said, we have, I got the stereo from the laser disc, which is probably the best uh, representation we can get of the 35 millimeter mix. We have the 70 millimeter stereo audio, which I believe is like a mix down from the, the six tracks uh, of the Dolby there was another great thread back in original trilogy forums uh, where somebody grabbed the mono track from a 16 millimeter print of Empire Strikes Back. So we have that to compare to. And then the latest and greatest stereo audio from Disney Plus. So four examples of Empire Strikes Back audio through time. And like we were saying, there's, you know, Nobody has time to go through all of them. There's the 97 version, the the Blu-ray version, the DVD versions. You know, there might be differences in those. But for today, we're just going to stick to these four versions of Empire Strikes Back audio. Because, yeah, this is all about the, the 70 millimeter and what was true and what isn't. But it's it's a fascinating progression through time. And we almost had to do this because in watching the 70 millimeter version, I know both of us were kind of getting like tripped out where it's like, is that, is that different? Like that feels different. Something feels off to me. And then you go and you watch it on Disney plus or something and it's the same, or maybe it was the same on 70 millimeter and 35 millimeter and eventually somewhere over time it changed. But there are some things that are exclusive to the 70 millimeter. That's what we're doing here. It's interesting how, you know, there's always the like, I want the original version of the movie or I want the version I remembered that I saw the first time. And it's fun to see how strange people's memories are because some of these things that people were convinced were in the 70 millimeter are actually from the special editions as far as we can tell. And we're not sure, you know, how that even happened if, uh, you know, cause maybe there's people that just saw the 97 special edition once. And then, you know, it was in their memory as like, that was the old version or something. So yeah, this should be a lot of fun. This is the first of a series of messages on the special Star Wars telephone line. 
Each time one of you on Earth calls this number, you will receive a message giving information on the continuation of the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. After Star Wars, I hoped that all my adventures were over, and R2-D2 wouldn't get us into any more trouble with his secret missions. But in The Empire Strikes Back, it just gets worse. First, there was that dreadful snow planet. I thought I'd never be warm again. Then we were attacked by Imperial Stormtroopers. And when we got to the Cloud City, I just went all to pieces. Oh dear. I can't go on. Talking about it is too upsetting. You'll just have to see it for yourselves when the Empire Strikes Back comes to a theatre near you on May the 21st, 1980. Call next month for new message. Okay, so where do we begin? So we are beginning here with a visual change, and the visual change is after the probot lands and it comes out of the ground and moves across the screen left, is there an optical wipe to the next shot, the overhead shot of Luke on his tauntaun? And in the 70 millimeter version, this is true. There, this is one of the visual differences. There is an extra wipe there to, to transition those two scenes that is not in the 35 millimeter version. So it's like right away, about three minutes into the movie, there's already a difference between the, the 70 millimeter and the 35 millimeter. And that was one of the things that was messing with me. And we were talking about that this week, where what the wipe tells you kind of mentally in a Star Wars movie, right? Yeah, because I think there's, I've seen some articles where people think it was, you know, there were issues with the lab or there were some technical reasons that it wasn't in there. It does almost seem like from a story perspective, like when there's a wipe, it's usually kind of representing a, a change in location or a time jump in the story or some kind of big change in what's happening and these scenes kind of seem like they're all happening at the same time or in the same location so it is almost kind of strange to have a wipe there because yeah when it came out three four weeks later in 35 millimeter that wipe was gone right and that wipe has never come back since the 70 millimeter version in may 1980 fascinating and that's a good sign that whether it was a technical reason it was removed or not, that ultimately it was a better choice for the movie. And yeah, they never put it back. So the next one is a is an audio one. Uh, so this one's is kind of fun. So on Hoth, right after 3PO tells R2 to switch off, R2 gives out an extra little blurp sound. That's what people on the forums were saying, right, that they thought was something that was in the 70 millimeter version. So let's play the audio from the 70 millimeter version. I really don't know. Oh, switch off. Okay. Here is the audio from the 35 millimeter version. I really don't know. Oh, switch off. Okay. How about mono? I really don't know. Oh, switch off. All right. 
And last but not least, what's currently on Disney Plus. Here we go. Well, yeah, right? So technically this is false because it's not really there in the 70 Mueller. It's obviously there in the special edition version on Disney Plus. I think if you listen really, really closely, it's there very quietly in the 35 millimeter and maybe this and the 70 millimeter, but it's, it's not obvious until the special edition, which, you know, is there another version that we don't have that had that in there that somebody maybe saw in 1980, or is it just people's memory remembering the special edition and thinking that must've been the 70 millimeter. That could be. And listeners, you're, you're welcome as I'm sure you will to dig up whatever copy that you think maybe it was in there and let us know. But that was, we, I talk about all the tent all the time. And we're going to talk about that later. When I saw the empire special edition in Feb in the movie theater, studio 28, Grand Rapids, Michigan, February, 1997, I was going insane because there were all these little audio changes all over the place. And it was like, why in 1997 or is, is all this stuff suddenly happening? Like, what is going on? And people in, and people in, in 1980 could have been having that happen. Not yet in this list, but there are things that are different. But I wouldn't be I, – like, if somebody – if I – like after I saw Empire Special Edition, if somebody would have said to me, well, those are sounds that existed in the 70 millimeter version that was different than the 35 millimeter version. I would have been like, okay, well, that makes sense. Maybe it doesn't make sense, but maybe it does make sense in the crazy Star Wars fan kind of logic. So, yeah. but we got we got to keep going. We got we got a ton of these to do. We, we got a lot of them. Okay, the next one is so after Luke wanders through the snow and falls face down. This is after he gets out of the uh, the ice cave. There is another wipe to Han on the Tauntaun instead of a straight cut. So, so here's the audio from that, as as you would hear it today on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, so that is true. There during that scene, there is another wipe to transition between Luke falling into the snow and Han showing up on the Tauntaun. And again, this kind of feels like the other one where it's like the wipe makes it feel like it's been a long time before Han shows up. And maybe pacing and story-wise, they they didn't want it to feel like that. They wanted it to feel like Han kind of got there right away. Because again, this one didn't come back for the special edition. It's only in the 70 millimeter. It's just crazy to think because you always hear about you know George Lucas watching the original Star Wars and him saying... In interviews at that time, it's like 70% the movie I wanted to make, you know. But you don't hear about him watching the 70 millimeter version of The Empire Strikes Back and being just like, got to change it by taking notes in his head. Like, those wipes need to be gone. I need to do this. I need to do that. Like, was was Erwin Kirshner ever consulted in all of this? You know, probably not. It's kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah, how did he find out, do you think? Do you think Lucas told him or he just went to the theater and saw the 35 millimeter and was like, wait, where did all these where did all these scenes come from? What, what happened to the ending? What did you do? Yeah, kind of interesting. So going along with this visual change uh, on the list of things people remember is uh, people remember that when Luke finally collapses in the snow, uh, that he lets out a grunt as he lands on his face. So that was something they remembered being different in the 70 millimeter 
that people were taking notes there in 1980. But let's uh, let's test that out. Here's the audio from the 70 millimeter version. And here's 35 millimeter. Okay, here's the mono version. Okay, and here it is uh, currently on Disney Plus. I would say that it's false. I think there's the grunts in all of them. I feel like it got louder in the mono. Is it just me? It might be louder. Well, I think it might feel louder because I think the the fun thing with this is I love how like wind sounds. Like the wind sounds different in all four versions a little bit. That yeah, maybe it's a little louder, but that I don't think that counts. Like it's there in all of them. It's not like it's not in some and even even comparing it to the R2D2 blurb sound like that was kind of there in some of the other ones, but it was very 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 quiet and very obviously louder in the special editions. I would say that that's not true. People's very interesting, yeah, memory, like you were saying, of uh, what they thought they experienced maybe one time 40 years ago. All right, this next one is fun because this this was driving you crazy a little bit. After this scene, Han shows up uh, to save Luke. He cuts open the Tauntaun and he says, until I can get the shelter up. The way people remembered it was Han says, until I can get the shelter up. Instead of until I can get the shelter built. Yeah, th- to say that this drove me insane this past week is a bit of an understatement. The amount of time I spent thinking about this. And as part of this clip, we'll combine these two. Uh, another thing people remembered, because it's the same scene, was that Luke says an additional, Ben, Dagobah, just before Han says, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. So this these clips we're going to play have the shelter built uh, right all the way up to the to the Bendagobas. So let's see if they were people remembered it correctly. All right, here we go. I can't wait. Seventy millimeter. Hang on, kid. Dagobah system. Dagobah. This may smell bad, kid. You know, uh, thought it'll keep you warm. So I get the shelter built. Ah. Shelter built. 35 millimeter. What's going to happen? Who? Nobody knows. Let's find out. Hang on, kid. This may smell bad, kid. But it'll keep you warm. So I get the shelter built. Shelter built. Luke's pretty quiet. Another built. All right. Mono. Here we go. Mono. Hang on, kid. This may smell bad, kid. But it'll keep you warm until I get the shelter built. Okay. I'm not hearing a whole lot of difference there. No. Okay, streaming. You're going to watch Empire Strikes Back on Disney+. Plus. Everyone's favorite part, this part. Let's, what happens? Here we go. Hang on, kid. 
This may smell bad, kid. But it'll keep you warm. Until I get the shelter up. There you go. What do you know, right? It has shelter up and an extra Bendegoba. Is their memory of the 70 millimeter just their memory of the 97 special edition? Or did they travel through time to the to the future and heard the streaming version on Disney Plus and then traveled back to 1980? Which, again, I don't blame people for watching the Empire Strikes Back special edition and being, why is it changed from shelter built to shelter up? And why is there more Luke rambling on about Yoda Dagobah? Why? And if somebody used the excuse that was probably what it was like in the 70 millimeter version. It would kind of make sense. And honestly, and maybe someone will know and tell us like maybe one of the VHS versions had it and then it went away again. Now that we know that the, the crazy Luke scream when he falls in empire is only in the DVD version and none of the other ones, like are there other sounds that were only in one of the home video releases and then went away and those are you know buried in people's minds is that must have been the 70 millimeter version the crate dragon call like we said another good example of this kind of thing happening and if anyone's wondering the script for the empire strikes back says built so okay we got to move on what do we got next all right so next one is one of our favorites when 3PO tells Luke, it's so good to see you fully functional again, Luke replies, thanks, 3PO. Yeah, which people on the forums were saying the amazing, mysterious, shocking, disturbing thanks, 3PO originated in the 70 millimeter version. Let's find out. Here we go. Let's listen to the 70 millimeter version. Master Luke, sir, it's so good to see you fully functional again. I didn't hear thanks, 3PO in that. Is it in the 35 millimeter? Let's find out. Master Luke, sir, it's so good to see you fully functional again. Didn't hear it in 35. How about mono? Master Luke, sir, it's so good to see you fully functional again. All right. I think we all know where the next one's going. Let's listen to Disney Plus. Master Luke, sir, it's so good to see you fully functional again. Thanks, Luke. There it is. Special edition again for the win. I wish somebody would have been recording my face in Studio 28 in Grand Rapids on that cold, cold February morning. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Me looking around. Did you hear that? Okay. So that was, an, that was a 97 thing. As far as we know, that was a 97 thing. As far as we know. All right. So the next one in the list here is the line headquarters personnel report to command center which is played over the intercom is repeated three times instead of two in the 70 millimeter. That's, that's what people were saying. This is another one that drove me insane earlier this week. So people online saying three times you hear the sign. Let's, let's, let's go straight to the source. Let's go to the 70 millimeter. Here we go. Take it easy. Excuse us, please. I counted twice. Yeah, I counted two. To 35 millimeter we go. Headquarters personnel report to 
Twice, right? Sounded like two to me. Okay. Mono. Take it easy. Excuses, please. Okay. Well, still two, right? I never get tired of hearing that Chewbacca line, by the way. So this is this is kind of fun. So here we go. Disney Plus. Let's settle the score. Here we go. Take it easy. Excuses, please. Good Lord, there's three. So it's not in the 70 millimeter. That is not true. That is false. But it does exist, and it is in the special edition. And it's a lot more spatially it's like farther away it sounds like in in the 97 and beyond versions yeah which is probably why it took me a while to to find that part in the movie because it's like i think i'm always just paying attention to that to the foreground action that i don't think about that voice over the intercom and with it being mixed kind of more subtly in the modern version it probably just you know that's what i've watched the most so yeah that was kind of fun because I, I was convinced that it never was going to happen until <laughs> get, finally getting to that version. Like, oh, it is there. So, okay, this next one, though, this, this, is, this is a controversial one. Yeah, this one will be interesting. So it's that the line, uh, the first transport is away, is said in a different voice altogether in the 70 millimeter. Is it a different voice? Is it even different? Let's find out. Okay, just listening to that, that seems off to me. But I don't know. I don't know. 35 millimeter. Let's test that out. The first transport is away. The first transport is away. Sounded, you know, it, it sounded similar to the 70. Yeah, to me, they sound the same like maybe just slight mixed differences but it sounds like the same voice doesn't it maybe i think so yeah if it's different it's pretty subtle okay let, let's go to the mono the first transport is away the first transport is away i think that's different so this one what's crazy to me is it might be the same voice, but if you play them at the same time, the the timing, like the rhythm is different. Like it comes in at a different time. Yeah, so it's like, and it makes it hard, I think even harder to tell if it's a different voice because it's already like the rhythm is different because it happens at a different time. Okay, let's check out the modern version because I feel like I'm losing my mind here. Here we go. The first transport is away. The first transport is away. 
Right? It's kind of different again. Well, okay, let's play 70 again. Here we go. Wait. Okay, I feel like from 70 to modern, that's different. Because yeah, I think the way I was thinking of it is like it's almost like the 70 millimeter and 35 millimeter are very similar. And the the special edition is almost like closer to the mono version. But it could be a totally different take than either the mono or the, the stereo old stereo versions. It's really tough. But I will say... If they're remembering it being different in the 70 millimeter, I think that's false because the 70 millimeter and 35 sound very, very, very similar. Very, very similar. Yeah, where I would not notice. Because I guess that's the thing we didn't talk about too. Potentially in 1980, there was a stereo mix, a 70 millimeter mix, and a mono mix all playing at the same time. So somebody maybe saw it mono, thought it was 70 millimeter, and they're kind of correct because the mono version is different. (laughs) So... Yeah, I guess for this one, it, it it's it depends. It's different, but maybe not how you think it's different. Okay, this next one is one of my, one of my all time favorites. We we talk about it a lot. This is, this is a wild one. Okay, so they remember that three PO says the word and before saying, "Do take good care of yourself." This is another one, February nineteen ninety seven. I thought I was losing my mind. So here we go, seventy millimeter. What happens? Do take good care of Master Luke now, understand? Do take good care of yourself. So what's wild, if you listen to this in headphones and, and it's and you like quiet your mind, he says and really, 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 really quietly. And the and's like and it's there, but it's really, 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 really quiet. Which you got to think, like I said, most people watching were, were watching, most people's memories of The Empire Strikes Back is probably from like a VHS or something and from a t- from TV speakers. And if 3PO is just whispering and, and, dude, they're not going to hear it. 35 millimeter we go. What happens? You take good care of Master Luke now, understand? Do take good care of yourself. It's there too. It's it's the same as the seventy millimeter. It's there really, really quietly. It's like just barely a little whisper of and 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 and. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mono. Here we go. You take good care of Master Luke now. Understand? And do take good care of yourself. That was way louder. Yeah, but it's still it's still quiet. But it's there. It's louder. Yeah. And it might be in, in the mono mix without the stereo stuff kind of distracting you. It's like more kind of in your face. So, all right, here we go. Streaming. R2, you take good care of Master Luke now, understand? And do take good care of yourself. You know what's wild? When you know to listen for it, the and is so much louder. It's like, do take good care of Master Luke and do take good care of yourself. Well, and I think now we maybe know why it's kind of sounds weird as it was like potentially, it sounds like they just took the really quiet one that's always been there and they just chopped out the and and made it really loud, which makes it sound like it was like spliced in, but it's, you know, it's been there, it's been there all this time. So this is another one where it's like 
technically it is there in the 70 millimeter, but it's not different in the 70 millimeter. It's always been there and it's in all the versions. And it was really 1997 when that came out and confused the hell out of people, especially in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, when they cranked it up. Throw my popcorn in the air. What is happening? Looking around again. You heard that one too, right? Right? (laughs) All right. So we are back to another visual change here. This is completely outrageous. This blew our minds. We're still recovering. The Bacta Tank scene in the 70 millimeter version is different footage. It's totally different. The the back to tank scene is totally different, and we'll we'll, pl- we'll play the audio um, from both, and you can kind of you can pick up on that there there's differences in the the audio from the seventy millimeter back to tank scene to the current version. But because people are listening to an audio podcast, we have to kind of describe what's different. Because yeah, with, this was something where. We saw it and we we almost like literally died. How is this back to tank scene different in the seventy millimeter version? Well, what's neat is the the overall length of the scene is like almost exactly the same. Like it doesn't t- change the kind of the pacing of the movie, but the shot of the kind of medium shot where you see the back of everybody looking at Luke uh, in the tank is not there, and instead of that shot is like a zoomed in shot of Luke in the tank, just thrashing around with bubbles everywhere. Like it's kind of like it's scarier looking. Like it almost reminds me of some of the stuff in the Kenobi show when they were showing Vader in the tank where it's, it's kind of like just in tight and a lot of motion and it's very different. Like you said, that whole part of them kind of watching Luke is not there. But then it cuts back to FX7's arm extending out and sticking onto the tank. And then at that point, it's back to the way you remember it. Luke thrashing around only existed in the 70 millimeter version, which is just crazy. So let's play the audio from the back to tank 70 millimeter version. You can kind of you can kind of imagine what's going on. I think I hope, but well, for comparison, let's play the uh, the current version of that scene. What it sounds like. It's much more chill. Even the audio is much more chill. So imagine what that looks like. (laughs) But yeah, that's been different all these years and, you know, nobody remembers it. And that was the thing that I think really sent us down this, this black hole of this episode where, like I said, we all knew the, yeah, the ending changed. Oh, that's interesting. That's neat. And people had already put the original ending up on YouTube and stuff. Oh yeah. Cool. 
But this back to tank thing, it's kind of like, well, no, that changed too. And that's a, a, kind, a kind of significant change. Why did the back to tank scene change? Especially because if you go back and look at the script, the script says strange robot surgeons adjust a mass of electronic equipment. Luke is submerged in a bacta tank, thrashing about in his delirium. And the novelization described him thrashing and talking about Yoda and only hope with like Han and Leia being like, do you know what he's talking about? And the, the comic book adaptation for The Empire Strikes Back, it's this scene where Luke is like thrashing around. Yeah, the only thing I can think is it was like, you know, was it too scary? Or they wanted, after all the trauma with with the Wampa to like not freak people out too much? Or it was, you know, maybe the, I mean, the, the medium shot's kind of a good looking shot. You see the other characters, it's kind of an iconic shot, so... No, but yeah, it's just really, really interesting that that's different. And, you know, congratulations to the uh, original Trilogy Forum people because someone remembered that being different. And that's true. That was in the list that that scene was different. And it was very different. When I wonder if that was a thing if somebody had the comic or something and remembered it, you know, like we, we talked about it when we did the, the, the deleted, the Biggs deleted scene episode last year from a new hope where there were people that swore that they saw the big scene in the movie theater because they were so familiar with it from the novel or the you know whatever that's the storybook or something well i also wonder too if like if if someone the theater by their house was a 70 millimeter and they saw that five times and then they went with their friend to the 35 millimeter you know if they saw the 71 more times the 35 is going to be the weird one. And, you know, they're going to remember the 70 millimeter more. So, you know. All right. So moving back into the movie, the next one here is, uh, this is another visual one. In the snow battle scene, uh, when Luke drops into the snow after throwing a charge into the Imperial Walker, uh, an ATST is in the background and has no atmospheric depth. It looks too close and small. So this is the scene right after he throws the grenade and there's a little, I think one of maybe two times you see the ATST in the movie. There's only a couple times you see it back there. And it's pretty, pretty obvious. It's like Luke's head and an ATST walks by. So this one was interesting because it does look different in the 70 millimeter version, but it actually, it kind of just looks like a compositing error. Now this, the version of the 70 millimeter we saw, it was pretty, it's pretty rough. Uh, there's some exposures, not right. The color's off. So, you know, there's some things that kind of just don't look good maybe because of, of the quality of it, but it does look like this scene does look different, but it doesn't look like it was an intentional thing to like give it depth or something. It just kind of looks like just bad compositing maybe. Cause you can't really see its legs. Like its legs kind of fade out into the snow. Maybe they were trying something that didn't work, but definitely in the in the newer versions in the 35 millimeter and beyond, like the ATST is very crisp and clear in the background. So there is a difference. This is true. Just amazing that. Lucas saw that in the theater 
and was like, nope, nope, that gotta fix that, gotta fix that. It was what twenty years from a new hope to the special editions, and this was three weeks, just crazy. Maybe there's a chance that some of the stuff was just errors that were in the version they sent to get reproduced for 70 millimeter. And, you know, it was just a an error of they put the wrong frames in and, you know, it was an older version of the scene. It's kind of, I don't know, it seems like there's so many things that could happen in a, a movie this big and crazy with so much going on. But yeah, it's it's really cool that, you know, they fixed it. So this next one is another one that will drive you insane if you think too hard about it. So Hans line, transport, this is solo, better take off. I can't get to you. I'll get her out on the Falcon is followed by come on. That's what people were saying was it was a new was it was an exclusive to the 70 millimeter. Okay, so what did it sound like in 70 millimeter? Here we go. Better take off. I can't get to you. I'll get her out on the Falcon. I, I didn't hear come on. Nope. I wonder what's going to happen in 35 millimeter. Let's find out. Transport, this is Solo. Better take off. I can't get to you. I'll get her out on the Falcon. Sounded the same to me. Let's try mono. Transport, this is Solo. Better take off. I can't get to you. I'll get her out on the Falcon. Now, this is something, though, that we talked about in the, the stereo mono differences episode. Leia's scream at the beginning is different. Yeah. I thought I noticed that. Yeah, it's like, I think the scream's different, but still no come on. Still no come on. So here we go, the modern version. Transport, this is Solo. Better take off, I can't get to you. I'll get her out on the Falcon. Come on. Ah. Like, there it is. Well, and also there's a there's another Leia yell. Yeah, ah, at the end. Yeah, it's the mono scream at the beginning, the come on, and then a little. Ah. So, yeah, our seventy millimeter episode is turning into an episode about the special edition, but they're all kind of related, interrelated. But it go, just goes to show, like we've said, that people's memories of what they thought changed and what they thought was was different maybe wasn't all that different but then you have something like the back to tank scene which is wildly different well and the whole concept of i want to see the original version i saw for empire is at least three different versions you could have seen and you're all right you all saw a different version the first time and if the original in quotes version came out people would be so confused because han would not say, come on, to Leia. You wouldn't know why they're leaving in that moment. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, this is another fun one. This is another one where February 97, I was losing my mind. 
Yeah. So this one is uh, in the 70 millimeter version in the asteroid field. After 3PO says, oh, this is suicide, he says, there's nowhere to go. So that, that's what people said happened in the 70 millimeter. So let's find out. Let's listen to the 70 millimeter. Here we go. Oh, this is suicide. There. That looks- okay. I didn't hear it. Did you hear it? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear it. 35 millimeter. Oh, this is suicide. I didn't. I didn't hear it. Mono. Here we go. Mono. Oh, this is suicide. There's no way to go. There it is. <laughs> Which, if you saw our mon- listen to our mono mix episode, we talk about this one in there. So maybe they saw the mono mix at the theater and thought it was a 70 millimeter, and in their mind, that was a difference. So what does it sound like now on Disney Plus? Here we go. Oh, this is Stewie's night. There's nowhere to go. There, that looks- the mono mix lives on. Because we went to go see, like, you came up for my day two of A New Hope special editions, since we're talking about the special editions. Yeah. Empire, you, we were both in school. You were in the Illinois area, Chicago area. I was in Grand Rapids. We didn't do Empire together. At least eventually we did, but not not opening weekend. And I can't remember. Did I, I? I feel like I called you because I feel like I felt like I was going insane. Yeah, I think we've talked about this. You you called me to tell me, and I didn't notice. So I didn't know if you were going insane or not because I didn't remember. It was all different. And like, yeah, the Wampa, it was cool. And it was like, no, there's an extra and. So there, there's another another theory debunked. What do we got next? All right. So here's the next one. Uh, Luke says, you're lucky to get out of there instead of you're lucky you don't taste very good. Basically, on Dagobah, you've seen the movie R2-D2 is whistling swimming through the water and he gets eaten by a monster the monster spits him out and that's what luke says so in the 70 millimeter did luke say you're lucky to get out of there let's find out here we go you're lucky you don't taste very good okay lucky you don't taste very good what happens in 35 you're lucky you don't taste very good sounded the same to me here comes mono you're lucky you don't taste very good Sounds the same to me. What about special edition on uh, Disney Plus? Let's see. You were lucky to get out of there. (laughs) Not the 70 millimeter. Not the 35. Not the mono. That one is not true. All right. Moving on to this next one. Yoda makes a frightened ah, sound just before Luke says, like we're being watched and points his blaster at him. Is that a different in the 70 millimeter version. Okay, here we go. 70 millimeter. Let's find out. I feel like like we're being watched. I didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear it either. 35. I feel like like we're being watched. Nope. Didn't didn't hear it. Mono. I feel like like we're being watched. <sighs> there it was. I think this is another one we talked about in the mono mix episode. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Is it, did that stay for Disney plus? You like, like we're being watched. There you go. So this may 
be a case for Empire as well, where even though there were all these different, you know, surround and stereo mixes, maybe the mono mix was still kind of considered the definitive mix because a lot of these things that if they were in the mono mix, they tended to stay into the special edition versions. So this next one is a visual thing, right? Yeah, this is another thing that is visually different in the 70 millimeter. In the scene in the middle of the movie, Vader goes to contact the Emperor. He kneels down and the camera cuts to a wide shot of the hologram of the Emperor. The Emperor does not fade in. He is there immediately like 100% opaque to talk to Vader. He does not fade in. What is thy bidding, my master? Which this one was wild. This was one that when I watched the 70 millimeter version, I didn't even notice because maybe I was just too excited to see Monkey Eyes, <laughs> original Emperor. Like, oh, good, there he is. But yeah, he's just there. He doesn't like, yeah, like the hologram doesn't like load up. Yeah, so this is like a VFX shot that wasn't completed. And then it was completed, or I guess we got to remember, like, I think back then with film, like anytime you're doing like a wipe or like a fade between things, like that was, you know, it wasn't just like a button on the computer to fade things. Like they had to chemically do that, that maybe either those weren't done in time or they weren't done correctly. Like there, you know, maybe there was a reason for it, but yeah, it was effectively the 70 millimeter version had an incomplete version of that scene that's another thing that probably george lucas had a laundry list of things that he presented you know tom smith and ken ralston with and just wow crazy yeah so that's true that that was different all right so back to uh, the audio realm here uh in the 70 millimeter version yoda says the word run before yes a jedi strength flows from the force uh and this one kind of continues into another one uh, on the list was, you know, in the 70 millimeter, the lines, but beware the dark side, anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the force are they uh, are also much louder and clearer in the 70 millimeter. So these two clips kind of play together. They're from the same scene. So is there an extra run and is the part about the dark side louder? This is a lot. So let's, let's hear what the 70 millimeter has to say here. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the Force easily may flow, quick to join you in a fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny, consume you at will, as it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. Okay, I've, I've seen this movie a few times, and... I feel like it got quieter when it cut to R2 there. Yeah, I think, I mean, it seems like maybe that was like an intentional thing because it's you, you don't see Luke or Yoda on the screen because it kind of cuts away to R2. So it kind of makes sense to have them quieter. But I think I never realized how quiet that part was until going back and, and listen listening to these clips. Like, it is still pretty quiet. Uh, and Run is there. So it's... I guess true that it is in the 70 millimeter, but let's, I guess, hear if it's in the other versions. Yeah, let's let's check 35 here. 
Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side force easily may flow. Quick to join when I fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Consume you it will, as it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. That sounded pretty similar to me. Maybe the dark side part isn't quieter, but maybe R2-D2 is louder, which makes it seem quieter. Because it did seem like there's a little difference in the volume during that part. But it's still definitely like quieter than the dialogue before and after it. All right, let's, let's, let's check out Mono. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the Force are they. Easily may flow. Quick to join when they fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Consume you at will, as it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. Hmm, what do you think? It's pretty similar to the other two. Like, maybe it feels louder because it's in mono and there's less, like, things on the sides kind of distracting you. But they all kind of sound like it gets quieter. And they all have they all have the run. Not too shockingly different. So let's check out the modern version here. Here we go. Yes, run! Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the Force are they. Easily they flow. Quick to join you in a fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Consume you at will, as it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. Okay, the modern version, I feel like it's much louder. Yeah. If we're choosing which of these is what they remembered in the 70 millimeter, it's they're remembering the special edition. Again. All right, so the next one is in the 70 millimeter version, uh, the Imperial fleet establishing shot after the magic tree scene, which is, I think, the cave. I like that they think of it as the magic tree scene. Uh, has a different TIE fighter sound effect. I don't know anything about this, so here we go. 70 millimeter. Yep, sounds sounds fine to me. 35 millimeter we go. Right? Sounds like a TIE fighter. I thought I was losing my mind there for a minute. Yeah, that was, that's, what? Right? This one's wild. The 35 millimeter doesn't have a tie sound. It's just like a whoosh. Uh. Yeah, so this one, at least between 35 and 70, is true. But I guess let's see how the mono stacks up. What in the world? Yeah, so this one's interesting because it's like the 35 millimeter is actually the odd one where for whatever reason, the 35 millimeter mix doesn't have the TIE fighter sound. 35 millimeter stereo. Yeah, it doesn't have the 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 TIE fighter sound. Wow. Okay, well, yeah, I'm really curious what it sounds like nowadays. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that one messed with my head because I totally 
I don't know if I ever realized that. I'm sure somewhere somebody has a list that that's one of the changes for the special edition. The music's totally different in the special edition, and the TIE Fighter sounds are, like, cranked all the way up. You know what's weird, too, is when I watched the 70 millimeter this week, I was like, that feels off. Something's weird, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, well, and actually, so I guess what's funny is that something that's off is just that the music is the original music because it it does actually have the right tie fighter sound effect it's like if you were watching the laser disc it would feel even more off because you wouldn't have the tie fighter sound so yeah from so from a certain point of view this one is correct that it it does have a different sound if the person remembering the 70 millimeter had seen the stereo 35 millimeter and we're comparing those two well, and like we said too, it just it, this one could aside from the music being completely different, this one could come back to being very analog with the sound mixes. All right, let's move on. Yeah, here's another mess with your head one. Uh, in Cloud City, after three PO says that sounds like an R two unit in there. I wonder if it he says hello only once instead of twice in the 70 millimeter. This is another one that I, I read about earlier in the week and spent way too long, way too long going insane watching this. So, yeah. Is is this true? Let's see. 70 millimeter, here we go. I wonder if, hello, hello, I'm interesting. Who are you? Who am I? Okay, so I did two hellos, 70 millimeter, two hellos. Oh, and I forgot this one has a second part as well. The second part is before 3PO gets shot, a different voice says, who are you? And so in the 70 millimeter, they're remembering only one hello and a different who are you voice. So pay attention to both of those. Here we go. 35 millimeter. I wonder if, hello, hello, how interesting. Who are you? Who am I? Sounded exactly the same to me across the board. Two hellos, same who are you. Yeah, those two sounded the same to me. Mono. Very curious. I wonder if hello. How interesting. Who are you? Who am I? There's the one hello. Same who are you. Why why? Where did it end up at? Where are we today with this part? I wonder if hello. How interesting. Who are you? Who am I? So, it's the special edition again. We got one hello and a different who are you. I do miss the second hello, though. It seems more 3PO to just keep saying hello until he sees R2, but, you know. Yeah, because he's excited about it. But yeah, it's another one where it's not in the 70 millimeter. Have you ever wondered who the who are you is like is it supposed to be a stormtrooper because it sounds like it's like a muppet yeah i never thought about that because yeah it's obviously a stormtrooper because when they turn 3po back on he's like stormtroopers here unless there's a bunch of stormtroopers in one like angry ugnot with them (laughs) well maybe that's uh that's the human ugnot what was his name carl carl so maybe carl is there with the stormtroopers and he's like who are you and then the stormtroopers shoot him so okay, here we go. That was uh, that was another '97 special edition thing. Where where do we go next? All right, this one is while three PO is on Chewie's back and they enter the carbon freezing chamber. The line now remember Chewbacca, you have a responsibility to me, so don't do anything foolish. Is louder and heard more clearly. And this one 
definitely soak it all in because these these clips i i think are a lot of fun because there's a lot of subtle differences in the mix between all the versions this is something that we talked about in the in the the stereo mono episode too it's yeah this this is an intriguing intriguing change all right so here we go 70 millimeter If only you detached my legs, I wouldn't be in this ridiculous position. Now remember, Chewbacca, you have a responsibility for me, so don't do anything foolish. Okay. Seems like you can hear everything in the 70 millimeter, so maybe this one is true. That sounded pretty clear to me. Okay, it's a 35 millimeter. Here we go. Yeah, right. Three PL gets kind of lost in the the music and the the sound effects there. The music and the machinery sounds are really loud. Because the other thing that I like with the seventy millimeter one is you can hear the Ugnat sounds a lot more too. Yeah, they kind of get lost in this as well. So the 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 weasels in the bathtub. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So uh that that's a change from 70 to 35 there. So mono. Let's go let's go mono. Here we go. the mono mix oh yeah the the extra crazy one with extra dialogue and probably the hardest one to hear what he says after the beginning even though there's more dialogue oh boy oh boy sweet 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 mono mix always keeping you on your toes all right so let's check out the modern version you detached my legs, I wouldn't be in this ridiculous position. Now remember, Chewbacca, you have a responsibility for me, so don't do anything foolish. Three PL is pretty clear there, and there's like, oh dear, what now is long gone, and he's pretty loud and clear. This one's neat because it's yeah, it's like, I mean, the 70 millimeter is different than the 35. But the mono mix is like completely different. And this is a case where the mono mix, I guess, wasn't the best version because that extra dialogue didn't make it into the special edition. It's all, like we said, it's very confusing. But the 70 millimeter it was kind of unique. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's te- technically true. I can't, I can't even imagine where we're going next. All right. So next one is... During the duel, when Luke knocks Vader off the platform, Vader says, ooh, instead of arg. I seem to remember this is something we talked about also in the mono mix episode, but yeah. Here we go. 70 millimeter. Is it oof or is it arg? That sounded more arg to me. That still sounds like an arg to me. Yeah, let's see. 35 millimeter. That's 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 the same arg. 
So I don't I don't know if they're true, but boy, let's take a mono. Let's say mono. Here we go. <laughs> the return of the oomph. There's there's the oomph. Uh, and what did what did we end up with in Disney Plus? But hey, like we said, somebody could have seen the 70 millimeter a hundred times, right? Maybe, maybe they went to every show over a weekend. People do that. And then maybe they saw it at their local theater later, or they went to their friend's house, or they went to their grandma's house, and they're like, let's go see The Empire Strikes Back. Maybe their favorite part was Vader's arg. And then they go see it, and they see it mono in 35 millimeter, and there's an oof. And they were like, what the hell? Like I said, that happened to me in 1997. Always changing, the future is. <laughs> All right, so we're getting back into another visual difference. This this is another wild one. So somebody remembered in the 70 millimeter, they say, when Luke falls from Cloud City into the Millennium Falcon, the Falcon's radar dish is not added to the shot. So this one, because there's a couple of those shots in the movie, I was like, this, this isn't true. This isn't different. And I'm going back and forth between the versions. This isn't different. This is the same. But it's not. There is one shot that's different. This specific shot, you have to be very specific. Like right after Lando, what, opens the, the hatch and is about to come out to get Luke. That scene is different. This is crazy. Because it's the same, like, background plate. But Luke hanging from the, like, weather vane thing is dead center in the screen. He's not off to the left. He's dead center in the screen, and there is no radar dish. So it's like the same VFX elements, but composited completely differently in the 70 millimeter. Blew my mind. It blew my mind as well, because Luke basically in the 70 millimeter version falls into nothing. You do, like you said, you do not see the Falcon coming up underneath them. And you kind of realize, like, well, that was another new shot added in that three week span, but kind of how much that helps make things clear on what's happening. Because it's like, oh, there's the Falcon. You, you see that radar dish, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's super close. And when he falls, he knows he's okay. But in the 70 millimeter version, he's just falling. Yeah, he, who knows how far he fell before Lando caught him. But I think this one, more so than the scenes at the end where they added new scenes or the Bacta tank where it's different footage, the fact that it's like the same pieces just assembled differently is just really, really fascinating that it's like it's literally the same VFX shot like recomposited in a different way. You know, it's just really, really neat. It's. It reminds me of some of the more subtle changes that happened in the '97 special edition. Yeah, that's true. Where it's kind of like just kind of recomposite, re changing the composition of a of a shot slightly. It's it's like Return of the Jedi having the really big door. <laughs> and but it also that messed with our heads back then. We were like something different, something different. But that was a DVD change. That was a Blu-ray. I think was the really big door. I cannot keep up. So. Yeah, this is true. This is wild and crazy stuff. Uh, so whoever remembered this, they were right. Uh, 
All right. Well, this one uh, goes nicely with this next one. So the next one is uh, in the 70 millimeter version, the telepathy between Luke and Vader during the hyperspace queue, basically after they rescue Luke, Luke's laying in bed, Luke, son, father, all that. They say it has straight cuts instead of the iconic quick dissolves between their faces. Luke. Father. Son, come with me. Ben, why didn't you tell me? So you watched this, Jason. Is this true? Did this happen? No, I thought it was exactly the same. Right, And I was ready for it to be different because that sounded like something that could have changed. And I, and I went, I went insane comparing the two of them. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, well, the, the emperor hologram doesn't fade in. Like that seems reasonable. Like, Oh, maybe they, they didn't have time to do these cool crossfade transitions, but no, it's not true. The 70 millimeter has that. That's as far as we know has always been there in every version. So this one's weird. Cause I don't know what, this person saw that didn't have it or they blinked they only saw empire once and they blinked every time it happened because they were too excited memory can be a powerful powerful thing or what you think you remember you know so yeah now this one this next one where we're getting into the ending right yeah this is it's two two things they remember that are kind of the same scene this is the stuff I wouldn't say everybody knows about, but most people kind of know about this one. This is the one that's talked about. Uh, the final scene, music is different going into it. And there are new f- scenes added. But in addition to the new scenes added, there is new dialogue uh, where Lando's talking about Jabba and dialogue that was in the 70 millimeter version uh, still exists in the 35-millimeter version, but it's a different take. Uh, Lando says the same line, but it's a different take. So both of these, spoiler, are true. And uh, we can just play the different versions for you to kind of hear what changed. Let's listen to the 70-millimeter original ending of The Empire Strikes Back. Ready for takeoff. Good luck, Lando. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. Princess with fine hands. I promise. Chewie, I'll be waiting for your signal. Take care, you two. May the force be with you. What's weird about that is that just like sounds right to me, weirdly. And that clip, you know, is basically starting uh, when it cuts to the the kind of like slow zoom in onto the ships. And yeah, it kind of feels like what you remember. But that line that Lando says at the end, that's a different take. Because pay attention to when he says that in this next one in the 35 millimeter. Here we go. 35 millimeter.
ready for takeoff. Good luck, Mando. When we find Jabba the Hutt and that bounty hunter, we'll contact you. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. Princess, we'll find Han. I promise. Chewie, I'll be waiting for your signal. Take care, you two. May the Force be with you. Gosh, that is wild. Because I'm pretty sure the, the princess will find Han, I promise, is a different take. Because his voice is, like, pitched a little bit differently. Princess, we'll find Han. I promise. Princess, we'll find Han. I promise. And the, the different music at the beginning, the kind of the dropped-in music. Once you know that it wasn't there originally, it's, it's wild to hear. All right. Was anything different in the mono version? I don't know. Let's find out. Take off. Good luck, Mando. When we find Jabba the Hutt and that bounty hunter, we'll contact you. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. Princess, we'll find Han. I promise. Chewie, I'll be waiting for your signal. Take care, you two. May the force be with you. Well, you know, aside from like some of like the ships sounding a little bit louder and stuff was just the mono mix sounded pretty similar to me. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I think these kind of sounded the same. All right. I'm super curious about the, uh, the modern version. Here we go. Is that the different Lando take, though? Now, I feel like the two of these have two have one version of Lando saying, Princess will find Han, I promise, and two have a different take. Do you want let's listen to the 70 millimeter again and just pay attention to the to that last Lando line. Princess will find Han, I promise. Here's Princess Will Find Han, I promise, in the 35mm stereo version. Princess Will Find Han, I promise. Yeah, see, in the 70mm version, it's like really chill Lando. And in 35mm stereo, it's like more a beat Lando. So which of those two? So there's definitely 35 stereo and 70 are different Lando takes. 
what one ended up in the Disney Plus one, the chill one or the energy one? Princess, you'll find Han. I promise. I think only the 70 millimeter version, the old original sequence has that different Lando take. So in addition to adding these extra scenes, they replaced Lando's dialogue with this more upbeat take that they had. The previous Lando line, Luke, we're ready for takeoff. I feel like that that's the same in all of them. Did they sound any different to you? Not not that I could tell. I think that was all the same. Like when I listen to the 70 millimeter Luke, we're ready for takeoff, that sounds like the Luke, we're ready for takeoff that we, we know and love. Luke, we're ready for takeoff. Good luck, Lando. So the 70 millimeter is, yeah, the ending of the 70 millimeter is a truly unique thing to that so that is the end of the list of things that people remembered from the 70 millimeter i'm sure there's other things in there that are different that that people didn't remember or we didn't catch but there were a couple other things that uh were slightly different that i thought were interesting uh to mention visually one thing is a couple of the map painting backgrounds, I think specifically uh, there's a couple of the shots of Hoth from space. And I think one of the ones of Dagobah, it looks like the like atmospheric glow around the planet uh, that's in the movie now wasn't there. So those are potentially another couple of VFX shots that were altered between versions. And that that's something that showed up in the, the 35 millimeter version. Yeah, the, so in the 70 millimeter version, those matte paintings look different than they do in the 35 millimeter version. Like they, like the there was a effect layer to like make this atmosphere look like it's glowing that was not there in the 70 millimeter version. And then audio wise, an interesting thing is whenever Ghost Kenobi is on screen, his voice is processed a little different and. This one, I think, is actually kind of fun because we have the four versions of some Ghost Kenobi dialogue, and they're actually all slightly different, all four versions. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. 70 millimeter. So was I, if you remember. 35 millimeter. So was I, if you remember. Mono. So was I, if you remember. Modern? So was I, if you remember. Whoa. Like that, that I just thought was really neat that the the audit the reverb delay effect on what a force ghost sounds like is different in every version of the audio. At least grabbing these four throughout the years. So I don't know, maybe there's some versions that kept it, but it's it's I don't know. I just find that really cool that they are like they were always trying a different technique to make it sound like a ghost. The modern version is much more chill, like in the 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 amount of like reverb. Yeah. And that's where I think like the 70 millimeter kind of has maybe the least because 35 stereo is pretty reverby, and the mono one's almost more of like an echo effect. Right. Yeah. And that kind of leads into another subtle difference between the different versions is if you go to the to Luke and Vader on the balcony, that you know that ends up with the Luke, I'm your father, that whole scene. 
that's another case where there's like the atmospheric effects mixed in with the dialogue are mixed slightly differently. Like the amount of like wind mixed in, not so much the reverb like there is with the ghosts, but uh, that was another case where, where I feel like, I don't know, let's listen to, I feel like maybe the 70 millimeter actually had like the least amount of wind. Here we go. 70 millimeter. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. Luke, you do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side. Do you hear any wind at all there? It just sounds like they're talking, right? Barely, a little bit deep in the background. So here, yeah, here we go, 35 millimeter. Let's see what happened. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. Luke, you do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side. Yeah, there's a lot, lot more, lot more wind. Yeah, and there's like a little bit of reverb to everything. So the the seventy millimeter is different. It's like a lot drier. Weird. Okay, mono. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you, Luke. You do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side. I mean, it, it is the mono version, so it's it's, you know, it's really pared down. Yeah, but this I feel like if anything, where the, the mono and 70 millimeter are closer to what we get with 35 stereo. But, you know, think the, the 75 millimeter was, you know, potentially like surround sound. And for whatever reason, you know, maybe because of time, it kind of has the least ambient effect to it. Check out uh, the modern version here. Here we go. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. You do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side. Yeah, that's closer to 35, right? Yeah, I think so. And this, that's kind of, I think this one's kind of neat because you can kind of hear like how crazy you can go these days where it's like when they stop talking, the wind gets louder. And then when they start talking again, the wind gets quieter and stuff. But I don't know, that was subtle, but I thought it was interesting. The 70 millimeter one kind of really pairs down the kind of ambience to that scene and just kind of focuses on the dialogue. 
All right, so we'll, we'll close one out here with with a mystery that tripped me out. Maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing. I swore when I watched it that when R2-D2 gets eaten in the swamps of Dagobah by the slug thing in the water, that there were crazy R2 sounds. But maybe they've always been there. I don't know. Prove everyone listening, prove me wrong. Here's R2-D2 eaten in 70 millimeter. Okay, here's R2 eaten in 35. They were there. They were there. Here's Mono. Last chance. It's the modern. I've never seen The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm actually glad we put that one in there. It's basically, it's always been there. But I will admit, too, I never really noticed them until you said you thought it was different. And I went and listened to it. Because it's like... It's like a sped up tape effect or something like he took R2 sounds and just sped the tape up or something like it's being fast forwarded. And it's like, it's a really cool sound. And I don't think I ever noticed it. I think my, my brain always focused on the monster just going. And and I I just, you know, so our brains, people's brains don't work very good. It's what it boils down to. You think you remember something, but you probably don't. Well, and I think, I think that statement right there can sum up the 70 millimeter experience memory plays with us but the 70 millimeter version of the empire strikes back is maybe the most mysterious version of any star wars movie ever and it's worth studying it's worth talking about i don't know gabe this whole experience in the six hours that we've been talking about this how would you sum up the 70 millimeter Empire Strikes Back. I think I just, it's its one of the most interesting things in Star Wars history because it really proves Star Wars fans are always grumpy about something and that everything 40 years later is really exactly the same as it's always been. Like the 97 special editions really weren't that big of a deal because they happened in 1980 and, you know, go back to a new hope and there's all these different audio mixes. And that if anything is constant about star Wars is that star Wars is never constant and it's always changing and always has been changing and hopefully we'll keep changing. Cause that's just what star Wars is like. It's, it's more of a feeling than a, of something you can, set in stone because even the films are never set in stone and they're always moving and changing. And, and our memory of them is always moving and changing and it's all just going to be like Qui-Gon and just kind of roll with it. Feel, don't think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Use your instincts.
about. Sure is strange. Now, R2-D2, be careful. Uh -oh. Action figures each sold separately, like Luke Skywalker and new R2-D2 with sensor scope. R2, come out of there right now. Help me locate Yoda with your sensor scope. You found someone, I'd say. Your search is over, Luke. Ben Kenobi and Yoda. Learns quickly to Shrim Jedi. Yoda, new R2-D2, and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. review if you made it through this entire episode go over there if you listen on apple Podcasts and write something nice so people can find blast points when they're looking for star wars podcasts if you listen on spotify just leave us a five-star thing over there well if you made it through this episode you might need to go like take a bathroom break and drink some drink some cool water or something and relax and then after that yeah check out our website blastpointspodcast.com and make sure you are following us on instagram on twitter and on facebook and if you're on facebook make sure you're part of the super chill group where i'm sure people will be talking about what they remember and don't remember from empire strikes back and if you want to support the show in a different way we got the blast points army on patreon new stuff still coming on the way promise this episode uh, took us over, so we weren't able to do anything recent, but we will still have uh, the commentaries that we have long promised, and as we get into the Bad Batch Season 3, that is where recaps for episodes along the way will be dropping over there on the Blast Points Army. So that'll be fun. I can't wait for the Bad Batch Season 3. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that it's here. It's finally here, Bad Batch Season 3. It's going to be a good year in Star Wars. That's all That's all we're saying. I don't know what the 70 millimeter version of Bad Batch Season 3 is going to be like, but... Well, it's the it's the animatics from Clone Wars that are that were on YouTube. I don't remember if they're still there. There's the there's the 70 millimeter of Bad Batch. So that wraps up 387 here. It's a pretty epic episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope we all learned something along the way. I'm still kind of obsessed, though. I'm still going to be thinking about the back-to-tank scene. For the rest of my life, I'm going to think about the back-to-tank. Whenever I'm in the shower, thrashing around, I'm just like 70-millimeter Luke thrashing around in here. So, All right, everybody. Until next time, thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you.
switch off. Thanks, Jacob. May the force be with you! Ah!